Have you ever felt like an imposter? I think it's one of the biggest lies that we tell ourselves, you guys, and I'm excited to talk about it in today's podcast episode. Hey guys, you're listening to the She's Wild and Radiant podcast, the show that brings you real business strategy, community, and encouraging and truth-filled biblical advice for running your business and navigating the world of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Ashley June, six-figure online business owner, ex-photographer, MBA, and storytelling expert who helps women claim their stories, create epic launches, and scale their businesses while staying in courageous alignment with God's calling on their life. Join me for conversational chats, interviews, and practical business advice every episode. So stoked you're here. Okay, guys, so before we get started, I want to invite you into the Sela Collective. It is my brand new program for online course creators and coaches, or maybe you're even a consultant. Anyone who wants to take their knowledge, package it up, and put it into an online program for a group of people, this is the program for you. So guys, If you have been feeling like God is putting something on your heart to teach and lead people in, this is the place where you can build it. If you feel like God is asking you to step out of something and step into something new, this might be exactly what you need. If you're looking for a community of other like-minded course creators and coaches, this is the place that you want to be. You are going to learn how to build and launch a online program in the next four months. Registration is closing on Friday. So you guys go ahead, hop in with us. We are going to do it together. And I am just so excited to have you guys in this new program where you are going to step out in faith and claim the calling that God has given you to build something that the world has never seen before. So I'll see you on the inside. Go to the link in the show notes to officially enroll. Okay, okay. So (laughs) today we're going to talk about Moses and imposter syndrome and what they have in common. So as an entrepreneur, I think that this is a problem that every single entrepreneur I know has faced. We all feel like we're not ready. We're not good enough to jump into running a business. Or maybe we feel like when it comes to influencing people and impacting people, we feel like other people know more than we do or that we don't really have anything that we can help somebody else with because we're not experts yet, or maybe we have spent a lot of time doing something, but we still don't feel like we've, you know, reached that expert status per se. Well, I heard something one time that just stuck with me. And that was, if you know 10% more about something, then you are qualified to teach it. But I also want to tap into something greater. I really feel like running a business, jumping into being an entrepreneur, you know, going at it from the stage of wanting to influence and impact. We all have a great story to tell and we all have the ability to help people. But the question is, why do we feel this way? We know what is going on inside of our hearts that make us believe or think that we can't, you know, that we can't do anything to help someone or inspire someone or uh, to build a business that is awesome because everybody else around us, you know, is, is building these awesome businesses and we're not capable of it. Well, you guys, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And I think that this is a reminder to constantly focus on his truth. At the end of the day, it's almost like he wants to test our faith in this way because he wants to be the hero of the story. And his stories, why he wants to be the hero, it's because they always end in redemption. You know, whether it's in this life or eternity, it's the hope that we cling to. God is the only one who has like a a perfect batting average, okay? (laughs) You know, think about it that way. So like, 
that is why he wants to be the hero because he knows that he will not fail us. He is not a liar. He tells the truth. And at the end of the day, he's just asking us to step out in faith and to trust him. So, you know, it reminds me, like when we look at the Bible, every single Bible story slash leader in the Bible felt like an imposter at some at some point. You know, you have Esther, you have Gideon, you have Joseph, you have so many characters in the Bible who felt like an imposter. They didn't feel like they were equipped or qualified to do this type of work. So, I mean, what, what do we honestly kind of say in these moments? We say things like, I'm not qualified. I can't do this. I doubt this will work. You know, like, I, I don't think I'm capable of this. Oh, I can't do it as good as they do it. You know, I think we, we use these statements or we say these things sometimes, and they're total lies, especially if God has put something in our heart that he wants us to do. And so why do we, why do we stay so scared? Well, I wanted to go through some of the story of Moses today so I could encourage you because he he was in a position where God called him out to do something that he was really uncomfortable doing and he was living a comfortable life and he honestly just didn't really want to do it. And so how how uh how applicable is that today? So so Moses, if you guys know the story of Moses or you remember, you know, like the DreamWorks movie or um, I used to love the Charlton Heston version of uh, the Ten Commandments, you know, a long, long time ago. I used to love that as a child. I don't know why it's so funny, like watching some of those older movies today. Um, but Moses, you know, he had left Egypt. He was cast out of Egypt because they discovered that he uh, was an Israelite and, you know, that he had that he was not really part of the king's family and um, that he just should not have been in a position of power, you know, Um, and he had his chances, but, you know, God was calling him for something different. So um, he, he was cast, he was cast out of Egypt. Anyway, so he was cast out of Egypt and he ended up meeting his wife, Zephora, and his father-in-law, I believe it was Jethro, um, and he adapted to the life of a shepherd. You know, he was he was a shepherd and he had his family and he had his life, um, but God started to press into his heart and was telling him, listen, like you are going to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. You know, he was putting this mission on his heart and that was the last thing that Moses wanted to do. I think he was kind of hurt, maybe a little bit bitter that he had been you know, rejected from Egypt. And even though he had grown up side by side by the Egyptians, that they would throw him out and um, just didn't totally understand it. But he was in relationship with God. You know, he was close to God, but it was something that he kind of wrestled with God about. It was something that he didn't want to do. And I think that um, it... (laughs) He he had many questions and he had many excuses, you know, about like why he couldn't do something. And one of them in, in Exodus 4.1, it says, Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. He was worried. Nobody's going to listen to me. Why would they believe me? You know, I mean, there were multiple examples of this imposter syndrome coming out. Moses also said that he was not really a smooth speaker. And um, biblically speaking, it's documented that he may have potentially had a stutter, 
Yet he was called to lead people and to actually be like a mouthpiece for these people. You know, he he was leading, he was speaking, he, you know, was um, calling into existence these incredible miracles. And somebody who had a stutter, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of nerve-wracking because it's the last thing that you'd want to do if you felt embarrassed by how, how you spoke. Um, so it's kind of setting the stage for Moses and, you know, leading the Israelites out of Egypt. It's, it's just, it's so fascinating. But out of obedience and probably not the best attitude, I think he just felt such a heart conflict. Uh, he left for Egypt. And um, I think he just felt this inner conflict, the weight of the hefty burden. You know, he loved his people and he wanted to serve God, but he also was scared and nervous and didn't want to leave the comfortable life that he had had and uproot his family. And, you know, I mean, it's that that would be such a difficult thing to do. And in fact, I think it's very similar to kind of what we're seeing in the world, the chaos that we've seen in the last couple of years just kind of come out to play. You know, people are having to make radical changes to their lives. And it's not easy. It's not fun. Um, it comes with deep conviction. And it's not always the easy path. But it's something that we know at the end of the day that God will bless. So anyway, back into Moses' story, you know, like we see in the story that Moses performed miracles and that the the 10 plagues came. All he did, you know, was lay out his hands or put his staff down and these things happened. You know, water was turned into blood. He opened his arms and the locusts came out. And he got to the point, you know, in Egypt where he was literally allowed to walk out of Egypt with the Israelites. You know, the Pharaoh had kind of just succumbed to the 10 plagues and was so tired of all these bad things happening. And he was kind of like, whatever, just leave, you know. And so he took the people to the wilderness, actually, before they got to the Red Sea. But the Pharaoh, he changed his mind and he went after the people after he had said that they could go. They had no option. They, you know, had, they were stuck. They had been in the wilderness, you know, getting to this Red Sea point and um, literally like geographically speaking, they had no other option but to basically go back um, or to to cross the sea. You know, they were so stuck. They were so pigeonholed in where they were. And they were so upset that some of them even were grumbled and or grumbling and saying that they should have stayed in Egypt because it would have been better than left to die. But in this moment, you know, God was talking to Moses and he essentially told Moses to lift his staff. And that's when the Red Sea parted. Exodus 14, 13 through 17 says, And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward, lift up your staff, and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the people of Israel may go through the sea on the ground, and I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they shall go in after them, and I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his hosts, his chariots, and his horsemen. All Moses did in this moment was he showed up 
And he was obedient. He did what God called him to do. And we know, like, we know how the story ends. We know that all of this happened. You know, as the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, it actually looked as if the water would come back on them and the Egyptians were steadily approaching. But then their chariot wheels got stuck in the mud and they started to slow down. They even said in those moments something similar to the effect of God was on the Israelites' side. Like, they, they witnessed, wow, like it could only be God doing something like this. And then the sea, it entrenched them after the Israelites reached safety. And they knew that the battle was done because with their own eyes, they witnessed the dead Egyptians after that point. So you look and it just kind of makes you think like if all Moses did was show up and be obedient, he didn't think it was something that he could do. He probably started to feel better about it, you know, after the 10 plagues were coming through and he had, you know, performed those miracles and um, had laid his staff out, you know, and, and all that. So like he was probably starting to feel more comfortable with it. But it wasn't something that he manufactured for himself. He just walked with the Lord and trusted the Lord in those moments. And so it makes me think we all feel like imposters. We all feel like we are not capable to do this, but maybe that's exactly what God wants us to feel like because he wants to show us that we're not imposters and that we just need to listen and be obedient and that he's putting these things on our heart for a reason. I mean, God has it handled, you know, and it says the Lord will fight for you and you only have to be silent. Like how cool is that? You guys, you look at how the story plays out and we are we are not, you know, exempted from these stories of inadequacy. But God wants our obedience and he wants us to be still and trust that he is going to fight for us. So my question in all of this in these moments, in your life, in your business, in raising your children, you guys, are you choosing to be obedient or are you choosing fear? And to kind of, you know, open this up on just to like a bigger world stage per se, if you know that your children are in a school system that is not godly, in fact, it's the opposite of godly, why are you allowing them to continue to be in that school system? Are you choosing to keep them in there because of fear that God will not provide? Or are you choosing to be obedient and take them out and trust that he will show up? So many of our decisions, so much of our future, if we don't step into things with courage, and if we choose to take the route of fear because we just want to stay comfortable and we don't want to change something, we're not going to see the reward at the end. In fact, we may see demise, you guys, demise. What would have happened had Moses never done this? Another thing, in your business, are you running a business that you do not feel like is what you what you should be running? Like, are you feeling an internal conflict that maybe the time has come to change paths, to do something different, to, to close that chapter, to open something new? For me, I can absolutely relate with that. I had built a photography business for six years, and I had felt like my very last year that God was telling me to close my business. And so I was obedient. I did it. I started uh, or I jumped into the online education and coaching industry. I turned away over 250 inquiries that next year and multiple 20K months. I turned that all down, a business that ran on freaking autopilot. I turned it all down because I felt like God was telling me to step into this next stage, to step into this new thing. And you know what? It wasn't a quick overnight success. It wasn't like, you know, all my problems were fixed or I went into building an online business with complete like 
know how. I had to struggle to figure a lot of stuff out, you guys. <laughs> I had to struggle, but thank God I had the help of educators and coaches and courses, you know, to help me find my way. And then within the midst of that, I, I had created an online business. And then I got to the point where I wasn't I wasn't serving I wasn't serving the clients that I felt like God was actually calling me to serve. I was trying to serve everybody and I was trying to kind of be everyone to all things. And we we fall into this trap so often in in business settings. And then I had another one of those moments where I was choosing to be obedient or I was choosing fear. I chose obedience when I started speaking out about my faith and I started speaking out about the world and I started openly sharing my beliefs. And sure, I made some people mad, exactly what I was scared of doing. But in the end, my business started to prosper tremendously. And my purpose and my mission, it all became so clear. Like all of a sudden, you know, like the clouds and the angels and God just like coming down and opening the skies. Like, I know what you're doing, Ashley, exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You know, like just kind of one of those moments of like, oh my gosh, like, I get it now. I get it. So you guys, my question, you know, once again, are you choosing to be obedient or are you choosing fear? Are you staying in that job too long? Are you keeping your kids somewhere that you know they should not be? Are you staying too safe in your current business? Are you holding on to your money because you're so fearful of what will happen if you choose to invest in something that potentially could help you grow your business? All of it, you guys, we have to we have to know the difference between obedience or choosing fear. So think about it, pray about it, and all of it. In the meantime, you guys, the Sela Collective is open, or the Sela Collective is open for registration and closes this Friday, you guys. This is a four-month group coaching program for course creators, coaches, and potentially consultants looking to build or launch an online business around their God-given calling. If you're wanting to package up your knowledge and build an online business that profitably fits your life design while being in courageous alignment with God's call on your life, his purpose for you, you have until Friday left to enroll. So go to the link in the show notes. It's going to be so, so good, you guys. I'm so excited about this program, and I'm so excited about my new students coming in. It is going to be thebomb.com. Okay, so... Anyway, guys, I will see you next week. Have a great rest of your week. Wow, guys, what a great episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a review, I would be forever grateful. In fact, send me a screenshot of that review and I will send you a free coffee on me on the house, okay? Also, guys, feel free to share this episode. Your friends need to hear this. They need to be encouraged. They need the business advice and I would love to have them in my world. Lastly, come join my free Facebook community. It's the podcast community. We do challenges. We do free trainings. We do various things throughout the year. And I think that you would love to be connected with other entrepreneurs who are wild and radiant, just like you.